Dog Sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anju to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leap. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the talk path. In the cold, get a gold brand. Sit back and race the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Underdog, Chris Horwardale, joined by Matt Crone. Matthew, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Going great. Another beautiful day in the cold December nights of Pennsylvania. Well, I have been checking the weather a little bit uh, because I'll be in Pennsylvania next weekend. And I, I noticed that you guys are having a little bit better run than we are. It's been like I think the it w- the high was twenty eight yesterday and we had some snow and oh, I know you guys were you guys were in like the forties right I played golf on Monday you're a yeah. son of a bitch <laughs> it was uh, it wasn't too bad it was like I think it was like fifty fifty five fifty six yeah I played a nice eighteen uh, eighteen holes under three hours it was a beautiful day I froze in my office <laughs> so. <laughs> Different experiences. Um, yeah, it's not too bad around. I mean, it's it's actually supposed to be. I was looking at the weather next weekend. We're in the 60s again, I think, in the future. Um, I mean, I'm playing golf Sunday again. That's in the 50s. Yeah, we got highs of 50s, 60s going on right now. I saw that. I saw that it was going to be, you know, in that like f- mid 50s when I'm in Pennsylvania, which is going to feel nice. Um, but then I have <laughs> then I have to leave. You could wear a short sleeve shirt that day, huh? Yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet instead of uh, instead of walking my dog at like seven o'clock in the in the pitch black twenty degree weather with blistering cold wind blowing at me. It's crazy how like I mean I gotta talk uh, light and dark now, but it's it's dark already here. Yeah. Like it's just like it's it's that time of year when. It gets to seven o'clock and I look over at my wife and I'm like, is it bedtime? Like what (laughs) now? What? Like, in in fairness, (laughs) you also ask that at noon. That is true. (laughs) And I'm usually taking a nap. That is (laughs) the beauty of working from home now where I I do. I do crush a half hour nap in the uh, in in my own bed rather than in the parking lot. So are you were you asleep in the car guy? Only uh, if I was hungover. Okay, so most days. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> there, there's been days where I've, I've passed out in the car, but I, it, it's few and far between just if I really like if something happened the night before, but I, I've done it. Not going to lie. I mean, not like my old job when I was working, uh, when I was working manual labor, I was lunch sleep every single day, every break, every lunch period, like break. It was always a 40 minute nap just because I, I was up at 430 every day. So I was always rocking a 40, uh, probably 80 minute nap, just doing doing what i can to get any sort of sleep i could yeah well the good news is we have what 13 days until we're we're going in the other direction and it's getting lighter out later every day so is that it the winter solstice is upon us it is uh it's the it's december 21st oh wow that's awesome how are you celebrating your winter solstice uh, it's one of my friend's birthdays actually <laughs> which is the only reason i know when the winter solstice is <laughs> but uh is it know, always on the same day every party year? yeah same day same day every day same same day every year interesting december 21st yeah. so then yeah we're, we're going in the right direction then all we got to do is get to what like uh march <laughs> and, yeah uh, daylight savings <laughs> kicks back in and it'll be uh it'll be light out again 
Yeah, can't wait. Only a few more. Uh, only a few more months. You know. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. March is going to be here before, like, before you blink an eye. I feel like it was. I really feel like I just moved, and I moved in July. Yeah. So I'm, three months in months bed. Are, months are full. I mean, these past like two years with just the, everything going on in the world feel like they just flew by. You know, especially I don't know me when I started working from home. I feel like days just mushed together, like mm-hmm. flew by so quickly. Like all of a sudden, like I, I remember sitting there, like we got sent home for two weeks. And I'm like, eh, we'll be back in July. Yeah. Like whatever. And then like the next thing I know, it's like <laughs> I'm married. I live in a completely different town. Like I don't even, it's, it's, it's two years later. Somehow I'm still have a job. It's like weird. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, a lot to talk about this week. I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. And uh, we've got week 14 in the National Football League. We've got, uh, we've got college football playoffs. We've got the, the, the sham, the atrocity that is Heisman Trophy voting. Agree. I, I know that hits you close to home uh, with your, your I, Oxford roots. I was listening to you on that live uh, podcast the other day, and I just was thinking, I mean, I, saw, I heard Matt from, uh, Matt from Oxford mm-hmm. called in. Guy, all upset. guy was drunk. <laughs> you couldn't agree with Matt from Oxford anymore. <laughs> Just, just uh, completely absurd that Matt Corral was not invited to uh, the Heisman Trophy. I, I think they said he's going to play in the um, in the Sugar Bowl, which I'm excited for. I think it'd be a good game against Baylor. That guy made a uh, frustratingly uh, annoyingly good point when he <laughs> he also pointed out that Eli Manning was an Ole Miss alum. Yeah, <laughs> people, uh, the two. You guys were talking about it and completely forgot about Eli Manning, huh? <laughs> he got his jersey retired this year at uh, Ole Miss. Uh, Eli, I know the, it was Eli Manning Day at, at Ole Miss, and, uh, and we celebrate that by him being the the second fiddle on the Manning broadcast every week. <laughs> Have you been watching that? I watched Staying it. The, good? Okay, so I watched it the first week, and I was like, damn, I really like this. This is really good. And then I kind of, I think I watched it again the second week, but I didn't watch all of it. The third week, the Eagles played on Monday Night Football, Mm. and I didn't want to watch. I like, I wanted, because when you watch the Manning thing, it's tough to like have a real feel for what's going on in the game. Yeah. Uh, So I didn't want to watch it. Then I've never went back, but my position has always been that I like it. (laughs) Just not something you would revisit. It was cool for like those one episodes. But I'm not gonna go back and check it out. If look, if I thought about it, I would. Uh, so, but I do occasionally. I'll see the guest lineup for the game, and it's like it's somebody I don't care about, or I don't want to hear from, or who annoys me, or whatever. So I just don't watch it, and I don't know. It, it's good. It's interesting. Uh, Peyton Peyton Manning is a genius. Peyton Manning is an absolute football savant, and. I was I was really blown away by just how casually he's throwing out this like a, a genius level football information. Um and so that was it, cool, but yeah, I don't know. It's crazy how smart good football players actually are and yeah. the way they talk. Did, did you see that Cooper Cup video that's going viral right now on no. the internet? He he says he could be speaking Latin with <laughs> the words that he's talking about and why he made a certain cut because the coverage, like, and the way they were playing. And he says all these crazy things. And, like, I'm just like, man, like, I don't understand football at all. And you play <laughs> football. Just like, exactly. Well, yeah, I was a D lineman. You didn't really have to know. You didn't have right. to know much. It wasn't a skill player. Go get ball. Me. Go get ball, Matt. <laughs> exactly. Go get, shed the blocker and just go get, go tackle the player. That's all it's, it's all about. But 
yeah, they, these guys to play on an NFL level are so smart. Just it's insanity. You're absolutely right. And you also see like why some guys are as good as they are, because it's not just physical ability. It's putting in the time to understand every aspect of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like, oh, I'm going to run down the field and catch it. It's like, no, like I'm going to understand where the safeties are. I'm going to understand the, and like watching film, you know, mm-hmm. they understand how this cornerback plays this certain like, like, like how, what can I do to learn from the way that guy plays his position to make, to get me open, to yeah. get me where the uh, quarterback can throw me the ball. We can get better yards. Like watching films, huge, man. Mm-hmm. This is the difference between say a Cooper cup and uh, a Jalen Rager. Yeah, I mean, I just think Jalen Rager stinks and should have caught that pass in the end zone. Should have caught a bunch of passes. It's just so frustrating. It is is interesting how the narrative of uh, of Jalen Hurts would be different, though, if if Rager just would have made the catch. Oh, for certain. For certain. Also, if anyone thinks that Minshew's the guy, you can just go ahead and get out. Like, (laughs) he, he beat a terrible team. Like, he played fine. He was serviceable. He is not... The starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Jalen Hurts' job. That's that's what it's all about. Do not. I hate like the quarterback controversy, man. Like get out of here. No one wants uh, Gardner Minshew in a quarterback. I like the guy. Super happy. I'm glad he wears a cool Top Gun jacket. Mm-hmm. I don't really care that he he's not a starter. Yeah, I mean, so I'm a little bit removed from from all of that in the Pennsylvania area, so I haven't gotten it as much, but. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any real illusions nationally that Gardner Minshew is going to take over the starting position for the Eagles. This is, for better or worse, this is going to be the Jalen Hurts year in Philadelphia. And one of the big things they need to determine this year is whether or not Jalen Hurts this is worth giving a second chance to next year. Yeah, I mean, we have three picks. We might as well just take Corral. It doesn't make sense not to take him. So let, uh, let Hurts finish out the year, bring in Corral, and then we go about our day. I'll take Corral, Strong, and somebody else just so we know that we talk about quarterback controversies. We'll take three in the first round next year and just <laughs> pick hope it, one Corral. works out. <laughs> just any, any, anyone that's QB factory, right? Isn't that what, uh, what's his name wanted? Howie. Howie Roseman. You know, he's always made good decisions, don't you think? I think Howie gets more shit than he deserves. I, I think... People point to some of the misdraft picks, but every team has misdraft picks. I'm not a, I'm not the world's biggest Howie guy, but I, I do find myself arguing on his behalf more often than not just because he's become this target of vitriolic hatred in Philadelphia. The, this, uh, this, this sign of everything that is wrong with the organization of the, the nepotism of all of the favoritism that com- comes into play, that he shouldn't have a job. I think he's fine. I, I think that if... If we're gonna we're gonna shit on him for all of the bad picks, the Jalen Rager picks, the, P, the things like that, he needs to get credit for Jordan Mailata. He needs to get credit for Dallas Goddard. He needs to get credit for assembling a team that won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Fair enough. Just <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. I need a scapegoat. I need to blame someone. That's what that's what it's all about. He and that guy's got more than enough money where I am gonna uh, blame him. So. Speaking of more than enough money, did you see the Pat McAfee thing today? He got like 30 mil? 30 mil a year, I believe. Oh, it's a year? How many years? Uh, it's a multi-year deal is what I saw on Twitter, but I think it was Schefter or somebody like that said it was up 30 a year. Good for <laughs> yeah, him. That's gr- yeah, good. Oh, all, all more power to him. Let me tell you what. I mean, 
they're really uh, what's it's, is it just to be sponsored or to, is he working for well i think he i think he's producing stuff uh just for them at this point everything's going out through the fanduel's platform is my understanding but this is all relatively new and like i said i was pretty busy today makes me how much money are people losing on that app <laughs> if, oh. if, just, if they're giving a punter 30 million the sports betting world is just blowing up i have uh I have some stories that I'll tell you off the air, but yeah. they just they just throw money at people. And DraftKings and FanDuel are in this big competition for who's going to be number one in that space in terms of uh, like the onshore stuff, the domestic stuff. So they're both just printing money, and they're they're both just spending money as quickly as they make it. it it's crazy. They're fighting over. Uh, they're fighting over what's his name. Um, the, 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 Schefter? Did yeah, you say Schefter yeah. and Woj? Schefter and Woj, yeah, and the, who are apparently a combo deal. Yeah, interesting. I've never seen them in the same room at once. But... It might be the same person. Also, <laughs> I wouldn't hate if Woj wasn't on TV anymore, because I think he's kind of terrible on television. I don't know if I've ever really watched Woj on television, besides like a random like two-second clip of like, oh, this guy's signing here, like, you know. And that also goes to one of my pet peeves, which is people tweeting out picks before they're announced in the draft. Hate it. Hate it. It infuriates oh me. Like, drafts learned a while back to stop showing the fucking people on the phone before the pick is made to not spoil the pick. And I know yeah. the argument is like, oh, if you don't want to see it, you just don't go on Twitter. But, like, I would like to be on Twitter. I just don't want to have my picks spoiled. Yeah, I, I really think that that's ruined the NFL draft. What's the point of even doing it in person anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, like if if it, people are just gonna break the news, other like it's just so annoying, man. I I, I find that dumb, it's stupid. It's like, oh, I got it out first. Like I I said that we were gonna pick this guy first. Like being first is loser mentality. In, in, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's right, out, but yeah, it is. <laughs> when you put out draft picks first, oh. when that's when that's what you're trying to do, like. You're not breaking news, dude. Right. That's the seventh round pick of like, <laughs> like no one cares, man. Like move on, go yeah. figure out something else. Yeah. At that point, why not just broadcast the conference call that announces all of the picks in, in real exactly. time? And, I, and they actually, I think they did that in baseball for a while uh, on, in like the later rounds. I think they actually aired the conference call on, uh, on MLB.com or uh, yeah, MLB.com. So not that there yeah. was not that there was a real big incentive to uh, to get out that forty third pick from the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched an MLB draft. I like, can do the that... first round. I can't do anything past that. Oh, well, the thing is, the thing about the MLB draft is it's oh cool. Like they pick this guy. See you in six years. Hockey's the same three. way though. I don't watch the hockey draft. Mm-hmm. Okay, similar. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> I don't watch the NFL or the NHL draft. Yeah. Basically, well, because I don't. I don't. I never know who the hell they're picking anyway. They're like, we took uh, Vladimir Kuznetsov yeah, from we, Russia. We got like, this really exciting <laughs> Swedish defenseman. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's not even the Swedish chef. Like I don't care. Exactly like, <laughs> right now. If he was a Swedish chef, I'm in. But yeah, I, I don't see any Sesame Street ties at all. <laughs> I would love. To see uh, the Swedish, if the Swedish chef got only, drafted. Yeah, <laughs> Vladimir Kuznetsov is a former Russian diplomat. I don't even know why did that name come up. <laughs> you're just uh, you're you're a big fan of Russian politics. 
<laughs> it's kind of my thing. It is. You, it is really my thing. What do you think of the new chancellor in Germany? <laughs> I, I don't. Did you see some woman? Uh, I think it was like a Finland prime minister. Like went out clubbing, and like missed that she should have been. Uh, yeah. She went clubbing after COVID exposure. Didn't know because she left her work phone at home, and mm-hmm. she was like clubbing till four in the morning. And I'm like, dang! Like they're just like like she, like I want to move to Finland if the prime minister's like out clubbing till four in the morning. Like is that's similar to my life, except I'm in bed by ten. But so like, exactly just, <laughs> the same. <laughs> just seems it seems fun, you know. Finland seems fun. Yeah, man. I I don't want to be the. Uh... I don't want to be the guy that brings everything down, but I do want to talk about this real quick because you were kind enough to, well, uh, you, some guy from Oxford was kind enough to uh, to bring it up <laughs> on the show that Greg and I did a couple of weeks or whatever days ago. I, honestly, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I don't know how days work anymore. Everything <laughs> is the same. Uh, I want to talk about the Heisman Trophy uh, award this year. I've got the odds at Bavada here in front of me. Bryce Young is the overwhelming favorite, I assume, because Matt Corral wasn't invited. At minus 4,000 at Bavada, followed by defensive end Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, and then C.J. Stroud and Kenny Pickett both at plus 3,000. What do you think here? Is, this, is there any reason to believe that any of these plus money guys even stands a chance? Well, I'd like to say that I am boycotting the Heisman this year. It will have an asterisk mm-hmm. on it in my mind and every every voter's mind. I do have a vote this year on Heisman Trophy, okay. so I'm pretty excited about it. Um, You've earned it. Yes. <laughs> I do think it it sucks that Bryce Young's going to win. Mm-hmm. Basically, just because he is the quarterback for Alabama. Mm-hmm. like it, it, that That's all the only reason. And Alabama, I don't even think is that in comparison to other Alabama years. I don't think that they're that good, like in compared to these other teams. I think Georgia should have won. They just um, sh- shat the bed, you know. Like, I, I just don't. I don't know. It's more of a just because your quarterback of Alabama is the reason you're going to win. So I think there's truth to that. And this is also the year that I think really would justify there being more of an expanded field. And for the Heisman Trophy, because I do think Corral deserves to be there. I do think Kenneth Walker deserves to be there. And why not? Why not move from four to six? It makes no sense. It's just, I don't know, man. That's just the NCAA being annoying. NCAA can annoy me sometimes. But I, and why not have an 18 playoff? Because Ole Miss would be in there and we'd be going for it. Yeah, I mean, that's coming. We're going to get to that A-team playoffs probably probably in two or three years. But uh, for now, we only have a four-team playoff. And once again, Alabama, the favorite at Bavada, plus 120, uh, followed by Georgia at plus 140, Michigan at plus 600, and Cincinnati at plus 1,600. What's your take on that? Michigan's year. You think I like I like Michigan. I don't know why. There's something about that team, something about Harbaugh's pants. I think that they they're a team. I don't want to say they're a team of destiny, but they're probably a team of destiny this year. They they have looked good. They have played good football. They're going up against a beaten battered Georgia team right now. Right? That's who they play, isn't it? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah, they're going I, I like Michigan, man. Maybe it's Maybe it's just because I, I like their helmets. I think Michigan win, uh, can they'll, they'll beat they'll win this first game. That's for sure. 
Okay. Well, plus 600 presents a good opportunity there. Uh, so you can, you can make some money. And the great equalizer, while they probably don't have the skill position talent and the overall depth of Alabama, that defensive line is dominant. And if you control the line, you got a shot to win any game. That's what I've heard. I've heard that saying before. And that's, that's why your coaches said you guys struggled so badly. Exactly. We never controlled the line. <laughs> Just never worked out. I mean, you could tell that's my state championship trophy. So but I got put in the Hall of Fame the other day. You know, we, uh, I got a pin and everything. So no big deal. Which Hall of Fame? <laughs> the, the South College High School Sports Hall of Fame. <laughs> no big deal. You know, I'm a champion. That's exciting. They, uh, you guys had a thing for your whole team or what happened? Yeah, the whole team went in. They, uh, we got invited back to the school. We, they, they brought us up on the stage. They gave us a pin. Yeah, we, they, it was just, just one, we, one pin to share. Yeah, it's kind of we, we, we get to pass it from house to house. You know, <laughs> similar to the Stanley Cup, but not as cool. <laughs> but, a lot uh, of yeah. people already drinking out of that pin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, we got uh, we got we're the only team to win the state championship in LaSalle history, and we were the first. PCL Philadelphia Catholic League team to ever win the state championship, so it was a big, it was actually a pretty big accomplishment for what it was. That's no, cool. There's uh, that, that's absolutely cool. It's just and people don't need to know how much I played in that uh, state championship game, so that's fine. Whole game, Iron Man, Iron, yeah, <laughs> all forty eight snaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Matt and I are going to be jump. Well, <laughs> we'll have already when you listen to this have uh, jumped on the Wisdom app a little bit later to talk about it. You can find the the archive in the show notes if you're listening to this now and want to hear more. I don't know, I'm thinking, I was thinking maybe we save some picks, but I don't know, you want to, maybe we talk about, uh, we've got some shoe releases coming out. Maybe we talk a little shoe culture. Uh, what sounds I like good to you? I like sneakers. I'll talk sneakers all, all right, day. All right, let's talk, let's talk sneakers and the, the Supreme hoodie line that I got a email about. I saw today. those. I almost, dude, I almost bought a parka for like 900 bucks. All right, was... well, well, let's save that. We've got, <laughs> if you want to hear more about the, our thoughts on sneakers and, uh, and the Supreme brand and also probably North Penn art, then check out the wisdom app. Like I said, uh, description below in the show notes. So let's, let's get to our picks for the week here. Week 14 in the NFL. I can't believe we're at week 14 in the NFL. That's, that's bananas. And I feel like I say that every single week. First up, a little bit later on this evening, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. And Bavada's got the Vikings. The Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings. Having a stroke. <laughs> Bavada has the Vikings minus three and a half at home. Um, this is a weird line. I like the Steelers, though. I think the Steelers, ever since Ben made that, um, made the statement that everyone saw coming. Yeah, I think that they're gonna step it up a little bit. So I, I think the Steelers. I actually, I would take the Steelers to win this game outright. The Vikings are trash. Well, has a again? I've been busy all day. I'm looking right now. Has a decision been made on Dalvin Cook? Because I know that there was talk he could potentially be playing tonight. He's gonna. He will. Uh, Adam Schefter reports Dalvin Cook will wear a shoulder harness and is expected to maintain his regular workload tonight. So he returns to the lineup. So he's going to play his what he usually does fully while wearing a shoulder harness? I guess. That seems... Uh, I don't even know. I googled shoulder harness and <laughs> getting some weird pictures. 
I believe a lot of it. stuff you'd see you'd buy in the back of Spencer gifts. Don't Google shoulder harness. <laughs> Safe search off for Matt Pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So you're sticking you're sticking Steelers even with the Dalvin Cook news. Yes. Okay. I can respect that. The Atlanta Falcons head to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers, and Bavada's got the Panthers minus two and a half at home. Falcons. Falcons, yeah. I I don't think that Carolina is any good. They I aren't. think the Falcons the Falcons are sneaky, like having a decent record at the moment, like mm-hmm. not being completely terrible, which is weird because they look completely terrible. So yeah, I, I think that these are two potential playoff teams right now, like with everything going on. Uh, let's see, where would they fall? Did, are we doing? I mean, they're both five. And they're I, they're like if they show that um image where it's like on, in the hunt in in the hunt. Yeah, exactly. They're on the right side of the screen that says in the hunt. Yeah. All right. So the Panthers are currently the ten seed. The Falcons the eleven seed. But there are a lot of teams bunched up together. Yeah, I think uh, we're six and seven, aren't we? Philadelphia Eagles are six and seven, and just on the outside of the playoffs in the NFC, uh, they are the eight seed to the 49ers seven seed. Yeah, we control our own destiny. And the yeah, red and really the football do. team six seed. So yeah, so and we it's, play it's a, them twice. They yes, the Eagles do play them twice. The Eagles have, I think, the easiest schedule in terms of strength of the schedule for the rest of the season in the NFL. So. They should they should sneak their way into the playoffs. Yeah, they should. But you got to remember, at the end of the day, we stink. Mm, there's that. So there, that's a big like. It doesn't matter how easy your schedule is when you just kind of stink. And then let me tell you what, man. Do it, Siri Sirianni. He's been annoying me. With yeah, I'm ready his, to move on. His well, like, and it's just like, oh, let me wear a. Uh, he was like comparing something. He was just like, "That's like Westchester, it's like right?" Like, and I was just like, "Dude, shut up! Stop trying to act like you're like this Homer guy, like wearing like a Philly sweatshirt or wearing a Flyers hat after we just lost to the Giants, and you're wearing like like a Carmichael jersey. Like, come on, man." It's Nick uh, Sirianni is from Jamestown, New York. Yeah, like come on. we know you got. Um, I don't You're know. Probably a Giants fan, ironically. That's, that's, yeah, right. Like <laughs> he's wearing a freaking um, uh, who's that? Lawrence Taylor's jersey on underneath it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an aggressive move on Giants <laughs> Week. <laughs> May not inspire yeah, loyalty some, in the team. Yeah, it, it, some of his stuff's just annoying me. I just don't. It, just be a regular guy. You don't have to be like this crazy Homer. Yeah, like I like it once in a while. It's fun, you know. It, it's nice that he tries to relate, and he shows up to shows up to practice wearing like an Iverson T-shirt or something like that. But it's it seems like it's the only thing he knows how to do. Exactly. When you do it so many times, like you're a poser. Dude. It's pandering, one hundred percent. Exactly. Like, do you even skateboard, man? Like, no. You just wear Thrasher. You just wear Supreme. You just have Supreme boxers. <laughs> <laughs> then I respect you. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns, and Bavada has the Browns minus two and a half. Ravens. Ravens outright, too, actually. I think I double-dipped on this on Better's Delight yesterday. Uh, I just, Browns stink, dude. They're, they're bad. They're a weird team. Yeah, they're definitely not good. I think, uh, what's his name? I think he's hurt. I think Baker Mayfield is hurt. He's Simple extraordinarily hurt. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he needs shoulder surgery after the year. 
Who's playing? Who's his backup? I'm not even Case sure. Case Keenum, who is one and zero as the starter this year. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's trying to do too much, man. And you look bad. You just, I get there. There's fighting through the pain, but when you're doing it and you're hurting your team, that's when it's like you cannot play. Mm-hmm. You, you're. It's worse for us that you're here. It's not like you're playing and performing at the same skill level or like somewhere close to what you do healthy. Yeah. You're you're it's the hurt or injured conversation, you know? Like are you hurt or are you injured? You're you're injured, Baker. Just take a break. Yeah, especially uh, in a, a year where he's looking for a contract extension, all he's doing is really hurting himself here. It's like it's great that you're you're you want to tough it out, but toughing it out is not benefiting the team right now. Yeah, but the fact that you're playing worse, we don't want to pay you more money. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, we really <laughs> respect how hard you tried, so we're going to give you $40 million. We're not even going to pay for your surgery, actually. Yeah, actually, just just find your own way home, sir. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Oregon Ducks reaching out to UCLA head coach and former Philadelphia Eagles head coach Chip Kelly. Interesting. I didn't see that. That is a, it's a good fit for Oregon. Yeah, that's bold. That is, I mean, didn't he coach there before? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, uh, I mean, how how is UCLA football? Is they've, any they've, good? they've gotten better over the last couple of years. Speaking, uh, when we're talking about coaching, one thing really struck me, we just talked about the Carolina Panthers. They fired Joe Brady, who was the the Wunderkin in, uh, of offensive football over the hand, last handful of years after what he did at LSU with, I mean, <laughs> what he did at LSU with Joe Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Turns out having really good players is useful. But he was the guy. He was the the hottest of uh, hot ca- coaching candidates. Panthers just fired him during the bye week. <laughs> and like I would be beyond furious if I was Joe Brady because they fired him like two days after Oklahoma made their coaching hire. And you have to think he would have immediately jumped to the top of that list at Oklahoma. Yeah, and probably gotten so much money. Oh, it t- probably 10 a year. Yeah, easy. Easy 10 a year. Or at least seven and a half, like what Lane got. That's fair. Probably probably shouldn't. Was I thought Lane was a 10, wasn't it? I thought I thought it was seven and a half. I thought for because they restructured and gave him. Oh, you said Lane. Uh, I'm thinking Lincoln Riley. No, no, no. And no, Brian no, Kelly. Yeah, no, Ole Miss. We got our coach. We got our guy. We're gonna, we're we're getting um, what's his name? The new uh or rookie. He was a freshman at LSU. Real good wide receiver. He's coming over. So pretty excited about that in the transfer portal. How do you feel about effectively college football free agency? I like it. Why not? Why mm. not have it? I mean, I, I I like it in terms of hey. Um, I don't want like my like I for him like his coach is leaving right yeah his, oh I'm 100% behind that yeah like it, when there's situations like that or like it's a quarterback or it's like someone's like hey like I'm never gonna play here I'm never gonna start here it's like that the new Dr. Pepper commercials when the guy enters the transfer portal mm-hmm. he's like he's like I'm a sophomore and I got nowhere to go here like I gotta leave and then he branches like if you don't have like, why not let someone go somewhere where they're gonna play you know yeah. Not all these players are going to the NFL, so this is their last ride to play football, you know? Well, look so, at this. If, sorry. No, go ahead. Look at this kid at Ohio State, the Quinn Ewers, who he was the number one quarterback prospect in his class. He he reclassified up a year because, basically because he wanted to be paid to play football. 
uh, and Texas Texas high school football law wouldn't allow him to take advantage of the NIL rules. So he he trans he graduates early. He goes to Ohio State. He signs a million dollar deal with some like trucking company or something, uh, and then C.J. Stroud has the year C.J. Stroud has, and now Ewers is in the transfer portal. But you know he's a year ahead. He's had a year of college coaching. He's going to redshirt, so he's hasn't really lost anything, and he has a million dollars in his pocket. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I mean that that's so much money. That's awesome. I wish that was me. <laughs> I when when the NIL rules came out, a couple of the a couple of the underdog guys were like, "We should sponsor some low level college fo- college athletes." I I'm all in on that. And we should, we should. <laughs> here's the thing, though. The, here's the problem, and maybe you can solve it. The I was like, "Cool, why?" <laughs> <laughs> what do we do with them? What do we want from them? And that's where we couldn't find a really good answer. Basically just giving them merch. I mean, the thing is, are we going to find D1 players or are we going to sign my buddy Chris who plays for your sinus right now? It's probably like, going to be Chris. Yeah. <laughs> just like it's a, your, your sinus, uh, the Bearcats, they don't have much of a following, I don't think, right now, besides friends and family. Right. <laughs> and alumni. Well, I, the one thing I'll tell you what I did think about was... Um, was reaching out to a couple and I was thinking about because I think women's basketball is an emerging market mm-hmm. I was thinking about reaching out to a couple of the better uh better younger college uh female athletes and seeing if I could get like two of them to do a podcast and paying them for that Interesting. Paige Bukers well I, <laughs> I, I yeah she just signed a giant deal with <laughs> yeah, somebody with Gatorade with Gatorade sure. yeah, yeah and she's unbelievable and speaking of unbelievable, like I don't really oh, look. I don't. I don't follow women's basketball all that much, um, despite the fact that we have a women's uh, WNBA player uh, doing a show at Underdog, and um, and also like I certainly don't follow women's college basketball that much. Although I'm obviously aware of Bukers and a couple of the other top players. I, I said this. I said this last year when these two teams played, and I, I noticed it again last night. Caitlin Clark might have the prettiest jump shot in all of basketball. It's unbelievably good. It's it's, it's such a gorgeous fucking jump shot. And I, she I'm and not. she is Iowa. She is pulling up like she pulled up from the logo yesterday. Interesting. I'm trying to find a video of her jump shot. Caitlin Clark splashes three to end the third quarter. Let's see what happens. Yeah, watch here. watch the form on this shot. Is it very just technically sound it's, and just it's beautiful oh yeah that is a that is a pretty shot right and nothing but net bottom of the hoop yeah and that, that was smooth in transit or in uh coming off the screen and everything that is a really really nice shot yeah i think it's like she she's like you know a lot of players in the nba can shoot the ball well but i i legitimately <laughs> think from a Disagree. technical perspective yeah uh ben simmons <laughs> you know he, he's a big time shooter um number one pick he must be good at shooting yeah uh i genuinely think no hyperbole is one of the five most technically sound jump shots in maybe in the world today in the world today of of professional athletes who we're aware to of (sighs) i i mean that that's i mean i'll give it to you i'll give it to you i feel like feel like there's a couple people out there i could throw out there but uh simmons is one simmons obviously and uh Ron Artest is two. Or Meta. Meta. What is he? What is his? What is his name now? It's like 
for a while he it went from meta world peace to like kung like panda friend or something like that something weird like that <laughs> kung fu panda i don't uh I, I don't think that was right uh did <laughs> you see Stanford? did you see ennis Cantor added a uh, freedom to his his name when he became an american citizen oh i thought he was just um i thought he was just doing that because they were allowed to uh like put stuff on their jersey or they did that like two years ago remember when they were in, in the, the bubble, bubble. Yeah, so I thought maybe it was something to like that when I saw a highlight the other day. That's cool. He is, yeah, no, Ennis, he is man. legally Ennis Cantor Freedom now. That's awesome. That's a great name. I don't think, is it a great name? I'm all about it. I'm all about freedom. I'm all about Ennis. Wait a I minute. Mean, I'm really I, taking I a stance you. here being pro-freedom. <laughs> I'm going to say it, man. I don't know if people know this. I am definitely pro-freedom. <laughs> all right. I feel well, like people should know this. Let's, uh, yeah, if there's one misconception about me that I'd like to clear off. <laughs> all right, let's get, we're going to skip around a little bit. Let's get to a couple of the bigger games before we, uh, we hop on this wisdom map. Uh, this is interesting just because of who they are. Let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Big line here. Bavada's got the Chiefs minus nine and a half. Chiefs. All day, every day. Kansas City Chiefs. You feel like you feel like they're back, or is they are they just better than the Raiders? I mean, I just think the Raiders are stinky. Mm-hmm. And then I also just think that the Chiefs I mean, what is there really to be back from? One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Seven, they they've won seven of their last six games or six of their last seven games. And and well, I, I, this is what I've been saying all week too. Talking about the Chiefs, is they're looked at differently too because of that loss to Tennessee, right? Because if if they were to beat Tennessee, they'd be on a seven game winning streak right now instead of just a five game winning streak. They'd be nine and three. People would be talking about how the Chiefs are the hottest team in football. But instead, it's only a five-game winning streak, and they're not scoring 45 points a game, so the Chiefs are just kind of finding a way to win in people's <laughs> minds. Yeah, I mean, I just think I, I think that they're a good they're a good football team. They're going to bring it back together when it matters. I mean, they're they're literally eight and four, tied for second place. Yeah. in in the AFC, uh, and if you look at their losses, it's Titans who are literally they're also eight and four, mm-hmm. Ravens who are also eight and four, Chargers who are seven and five, like. These are good football teams. Like, let's not be crazy. Agreed. Let's talk about a team that got their first win of the season last week, the Detroit Lions. They head to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. This line feels like it's a lot. Denver minus 10 at Bavada. That is a ton. I think the Lions are going to be coming in with the spark. I think the Lions will cover. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll cover. I think the Broncos are just kind of an odd team right now. For sure. Um, with everything, I, I just can't get a real read on them, to be honest. But I, I think, I mean, they're six and six. They're pretty good in comparison. Mm. But I, I just don't, I think they win. I don't think they cover 10 points, though. Two teams kind of looking to bounce back from last week. The San Francisco 49ers head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. But Vada's got the Bengals plus a point and a half at home. Bengals. I, I think that's a no-brainer. I mean, they're coming off a bad loss. They're playing against a Niners team who is kind of broken a little bit. Um, I, I like the Bengals in this game. I think the Bengals are good. I know Burrow's got a hurt pinky, but yeah. he said he was going to play. So I, I like the Bengals. And l- let's not forget, if Jamar Chase doesn't have that bizarre bobble that led to an interception last week, the Bengals may have won that game. Yep, yep. I like the Bengals. Definitely like the Bengals. Bengals are a good football team right now. 
This one's interesting because Justin Fields returns to the starting position for the Chicago Bears, who head to Green Bay to take on my Green Bay Packers. And uh, Bavada's got the Packers minus 12 and a half. Packers. That's a- Plus the 12 and a half? Yes, because Aaron Rodgers, similar to the way you own the Packers, mm-hmm. Aaron, Rodger own, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Okay. He owns one share of stock in the Bears. <laughs> He bought a $300 worth of stock <laughs> in the Bears and <laughs> just to help facilities at uh, Soldier Field. Hey, I, I get to say I'm, a, I'm an NFL minority owner now, and that's worth 300 bucks to me. I saw, I saw it on your LinkedIn. I saw you. Uh, <laughs> but he, he, your header just says minority shareholder in the um, Green well, Bay Packers organization. I said this to Greg, uh, but like my my sort of fake resume is a really impressive one. It's just there's no legitimacy to it. Like I can claim to being a movie producer. I can claim to being an NFL minority owner. It's just that like meh, they're not all I'm super sure, legitimate. I'm sure you could get hired off of that though. Like yeah, where somebody overlooks it, and all of a sudden you're working with like Quentin Tarantino. Look, making. Quentin, if you're listening, and I know you are because you want these hot picks, and also you love hearing about Supreme brand products, I'm open. I'm here. Reach out. To, I don't have a LinkedIn. Matt's drunk, but reach out to me on uh, on anything. G-chat. On, on, on Gchat, on Underdog, on JDate, whatever, whatever platform you're using. Farmers <laughs> only. Whatever you got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bard okay. book. I, 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 yeah, I stopped it at exactly the right place because it was going to go too far. But uh, <laughs> reach out to me; I'm available. Uh, I do. I got my. I just received two copies of my most recent documentary that I'm a part of, and uh, I will tell you, like, I've I've worked with these guys a little bit. This is the second the second time now. We're the third one's in production right now, and I am. My name is in the opening credits, it's in the closing credits, and it's on the DVD cover. So That's pretty cool. What what's the documentary? Can we not uh, talk it's about a little, it yet or- it's not out yet. Uh, it's a little what's film that? called Paranormal Prairie, uh, by a guy named Joe Torrey, who uh is a good good dude. But uh, is it a horror film? It's about look, it's about uh, urban legends and stuff like that. Okay. I am a... Uh, Look, you can just, for anybody who's interested, just go ahead and check out my IMDb. There's 13 credits so far. Humble brag. Um, uh, a lot of them are garbage. <laughs> All right. Like zombievers? Uh, I wish I could get in on zombievers. <laughs> Look, uh, I I took part in a in this one, this one thing that was a bunch of short films. It was a bunch of horror shorts. They're not the they're not the highest uh, production value that is uh, that is the gross series, but uh, there's some cool stuff in there. There's a western short. There's the one where I'm actually really excited about. I just watched the trailer yesterday, and I I sent some notes in last week. It's called Vori's Night of the Beast. It's a Jason Vori's movie, and he's he's fighting a Bigfoot like creature, but not quite Bigfoot. It's uh, it's coming out in the next couple of months, so everybody keep a keep an eye out for that. Also, there is a, a surfing documentary coming out at some point in the near future. That uh, that is this is pretty cool called Sound of the Surf. Nice. 
Yeah. Sound of the surf. It's just a sound machine. Mm, it's white noise. It's all just white noise. <laughs> the ocean's crashing. That's all it is. Yeah, it might be. It might. Yeah, sound of the surf is correct. It's like it's like surf music. It's uh, like like Beach Boys, like in that kind of uh, that culture. Nice. That was a fun everyone one. Likes, everyone likes surf culture and the the beautiful weather. So I am a fan of beautiful weather. Last game we're going to talk about here, the Monday night affair, the Los Angeles Rams head to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Bovada's got the Cardinals minus two and a half. I got Rams money line. I, I think oh, I double dipped on this on Better's Delight. I, I like both. Rams, they will win this game. They will take a, take a loss from the Cardinals. Cardinals just aren't that good to keep winning this many games. So I think they're good, but I think that's going to be this is too many games for them to win. So I, I like the Rams in this Monday night game. All right, that is going to be it for this week's episode of The Underdog. Matt and I are going to hop on the Wisdom app right now, so uh, you can feel free to check that out. Like I said, notes how to get there in the show description. And uh, we're going to talk sneakers. We're going to do some BSing that would have otherwise been part of this show. It'll be there. Thanks for listening. For Matt Crone, I'm Chris Horwadell. We'll see you next week.